Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie O'Day, your host, and today I am so excited and delighted to share my dear friend, Melanie Benson, with you. Melanie Benson is a profit amplifier and has a gift for guiding fast-paced, mission-driven entrepreneurs to thrive financially in their work. Whether it's achieving a bold goal or scaling the reach of your business, Melanie has a proven track record of accelerating results. Melanie hosts the weekly podcast, Amplify Your Success, is the author of Rewired for Wealth, co-author of Entrepreneur.com Startup Guide to Starting an Information Marketing Business, and has her success tips featured in magazines such as American Express Open Forum, Bloomberg Business Week, Women's Day, Parroting Magazine, and University of Phoenix Alumni Magazine. She's on the executive team for the Women's Speakers Association and is a member of the Association of Transformational Leaders. Melanie is a proud lifestyle enthusiast and spends her free time in search of the best spas and beaches in the world. And today she's here to share with you how you can create the buzz effect, how podcasting builds authority and becomes an opportunity magnet. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. I'm real excited to have her on the show today. So welcome to the show, Melanie. Thanks, Debbie. I love getting <laughs> to have these juicy conversations. And I should probably add to my bio that I also spend my free time hanging out with some of the coolest people on the planet. <laughs> yes, we do, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> lucky us. Lucky us. Lucky us. Including you who are listening in today. We're real excited to dive into this conversation with you. So... You know, I'd love to start off because you have kind of a unique journey in that, you know, obviously you've created amazing success in your business and you've had two podcasts, one that you have now, one that you had before. And I know we were talking a little bit in the green room about that experience of kind of shutting down a podcast and opening up a new one. So I'm wondering if you could share that story to start and then we'll dive into the authority piece. Yeah, sure. So just kind of the backstory, I've been in some form or another sharing via audio for my entire 18 year career. So early on, I started doing tele classes. That was way before all the, the technology was there to do podcasting. And then early on when podcasting took off, I could see the potential. I could see how valuable it was going to be. And a very well-known podcasting expert, a friend of mine said, Mal, you should do video. iTunes is just gobbling up video. They'll throw you at the top of new and noteworthy. And so, of course, my little bright, shiny object kicked in and said, yeah, that's what I could do. Because <laughs> I was uh, looking for ways to really share content. And this was way before Facebook Lives and all that came out. And so I created a video podcast. And it got really popular with the listeners and it got great traction online, but it never took off on iTunes. And that's because people didn't want to watch video on iTunes, right? They wanted to listen on iTunes. And so I kind of hit a speed bump with it. And I just found myself really not interested in booking guests. I was kind of bumping up against like, what do I want to do with this? And at the same time, I was going through a personal rebranding away from this idea of small business optimization, not because I don't do it, but because the brand really felt very masculine to me. And at that time, I was really integrating more of my, what we might say, my feminine power as a business leader. And I all of a sudden, I was just like, I can't do the podcast anymore. Everybody thought I was crazy. And I, I did make one mistake, Debbie, I'll just share totally transparently. I should have had a transition or I should have just repopulated it and renamed it like you can do that. Like I could have taken that traction and just rode the wave in a, with a new brand, but I shut it down and I started a new podcast, which I feel like is so much more on brand for me as, as Amplifier Success. So that's, that's why I did that. I, there's definitely some great lessons learned, but the one thing I am really grateful for is that I listened to that intuitive hit 
that I needed to make my podcast more on brand to fit more with, you know, the kind of clients I wanted to attract because I was attracting a lot of clients who wanted that hardcore like search engine optimization and can you like give me a marketing plan that's going to get me to eight figures? And I don't know, just that just wasn't the conversations I wanted to have. So it was working, but not working to attract the right clients. And I think this is a pretty common challenge for people when they have a podcast and they get a crazy, they get a cool idea and they run with it. But then later they're like, ooh, that doesn't really attract my ideal client. Yeah, it's so true. And I hear this a lot. I hear, well, I have all of these different ideas for podcasts. Which one should I start? And so it's so great for people to know too, that you can redirect, right? Like (laughs) after you start your show, you can redirect if you want, or, you know, for me now, this is my third show, right? You can always have more shows too. So yeah. And I should say, I do have another show. It's still kind of getting off the ground, but I co-host something to whine about podcasts with Michael Neely. And that's a totally (laughs) fun show. (laughs) It's, there's no very little business that takes place in it, but it's a lot of behind the scenes conversations. And, you know, there's different podcasts we create for different reasons and you have to know what you want to do with it. And that's really where it positions you as the authority and helps you optimize your business growth is kind of tying it back to what kind of people do you want to attract? Yeah, that's so great to, to mention. Yeah. So, and that's really, we've had a lot of fun. Just, I see them together every so often and they'll invite me in to just sit in on some of their episodes. If you get a chance to listen, it's, it's hilarious when they come together. <laughs> <laughs> it's about wine. If you got, it's not like whining, but you know, anyway, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. fun. It's W-I-N-E. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. And, you know, what's interesting too, like this show obviously is about podcasting on purpose. So I think it's so great when you talk about who it is you want to attract and how you want to connect with them. So let's talk a little bit about that, like building your authority in a way that you can really be on purpose with the people that you want to serve. And how, how does podcasting do that, that you've seen? So I believe podcasts are one of seven different potential authority building platforms. And authority basically means that in the eyes or ears, in this case, of your listener, you are showcasing your credibility, your expertise, and for many of us, your influence and leadership. And positioning yourself that way helps you become the most logical choice. You know, I think in a lot of industries now, a lot of uh, different offerings, it's, it's getting crowded, right? There's a lot of people that do what we do. And so, one of the best ways to position yourself in an industry, especially if it's crowded, is to showcase you know, what you can do for your clients, how well you do it, and your authority, meaning you have a track record of proven results. And so in the podcast space, when you host your own show, so one strategy with podcasts is to get on those shows as a guest, but the even more powerful way to position yourself as an authority is to host the show. And that in the eyes or the ears of the listener (laughs) basically says to them, this person is establishing their credibility in this space. And it's almost like when you write a book or you're on stage, when you're the host, you elevate your credibility over the people who are not using those techniques. So it's a very subtle influencer and it's a very powerful influencer. And I've seen it over and over and over again, really like catapult people out of what I call the invisibility cloak. Like think, you know, sometimes we feel so invisible to our ideal clients. But just having a way to stand out and, and like get your message out above others where there's a consistent message that's getting in front of that audience, now you're building rapport, you're building connection, you're positioning that authority and that expertise 
on an ongoing basis. And it, it really does help you stand out. I so love that you're mentioning that because, you know, it is true. Like having the host of XYZ show, there's something to that. <laughs> that sounds very different than, and I'm not knocking YouTube and I'm not knocking blogging or what, you know what I'm saying. I love those mediums as well, but there's something different than like YouTube or like when you say host of XYZ show, to me, it just carries like a, there's a, an authority that goes along with that. That's different than if you're just even like guest on, right? Yeah. And it's almost like there's, I don't want to, how do I say this in a, in a not demeaning way? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not demeaning, but it's like a fact about human brain science, right? It, the minute people see you in that authority seat, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, mm-hmm. I'm a host of a show. It changes the way someone perceives you and your expertise. So it is an instant authority builder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had so many different opportunities show up just from having that one little line. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. How about you? Have, how have you noticed your business change since, you, I mean, obviously you've been authority for a long time. <laughs> how, how have you noticed some of the change? Have you noticed any changes with having that title? Uh, I have actually. And so, you know, I started this journey as a speaker. And so I, I used speaking to build my authority for so many years. And then there became a moment when I realized like, I didn't want to be on the road anymore. I wanted to have a life outside of my business. Wow. Crazy idea, right? <laughs> and so I was looking at how do I replicate that connection and that that authority positioning that I have instantly when I'm sharing a room and I'm on a stage and people are hearing my message. Podcasting is a logical transition, right? Because you're, again, on a stage, you're sharing your message and you've got a captured audience who hopefully are hungry to listen to that next episode. And so you find that it's a great way to keep connecting with potential clients, keep building that authority attracting people into other offerings that you have in your business through that space. So things for me, I've gotten more speaking gigs because of it. Now it's kind of ironic because I want to be speaking less, but (laughs) I'll still say yes, (laughs) if it's the right fit. One of the biggest things was totally unexpected is I got connected into a space of podcasters, which is where you and I connected, Mm -hmm. that it's almost like there's this collective a vibration of of moving your expertise to a whole nother level because you're associated with these other highly influential podcasters. And podcasting is becoming the new media, right? It's becoming a way that you are now seen as a media influencer and high level people will clamor to get on your show. You would not believe some of the names that pitch me to get on my show because they see it as another way for them to go on a media tour to showcase their book or to showcase, you know, a new message that they want to spread. And it's really like, I think it's one of the fastest growing ways to get eyes and ears on your message. Mm, I totally agree with you on that. I think it's pretty extraordinary and exceptional. And one of the things that I love too, if you're someone that has this like invisibility cloak, like you were mentioning, you know, is the, um, the fear of being seen. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially go through a period of like, Oh, who am I? And should I, am I really okay to come out there and show all this stuff right when we're sharing something, especially our purpose based mission, you know, and then the nice thing about podcasting is it's not video, right? It's not where you're putting your whole self out and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be live. It could be, but you know, it's recorded So you are, it feels somehow to me safer when you're starting out too, to share. Would you agree with that, that it's kind of a safer medium for some people to, to get the visibility too? 
I think it is. I mean, and I'm not a big fan of being safe. I know. You're bold. <laughs> it's you're bold. always counterproductive to my whole own your bold thing. But <laughs> I want to honor that for many people, especially when their business is built around the vulnerability of a wound, right? Like many of the people I work with, they had something painful happen, or they've kind of felt a little beaten down by their journey to get where they are today. And and they're they're not necessarily feeling safe. I've literally had people say that they have this fear of putting themselves out there in a bigger way because they're afraid of getting bullied online. I mean, how sad is it that we would hold ourselves back from our greatest gift being given to another person that needs it because we're afraid of what can happen in cyberspace. It's very Mm. real. And so I think podcasting is in a way a much, I mean, it's less risky in a way that you can actually get your message out. You don't have to worry about your face. (laughs) You don't have to worry (laughs) about putting makeup on for us girls or having a bad hair day for the boys. (laughs) Girls that worry about that. But really, you know, it is very, anyone at any point can literally get into a technology on their phone and start recording audio Mm. and start sharing messages that people need to hear. And it doesn't have to be overly complicated. It's the simplest, fastest way to share the message that's just burning to get out of you and like your soul is yearning to share with the world. Beautiful. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I love, love, love that you're saying that people are afraid of the cyberbullying piece and it limits them and it's sad because it is sad that we have that, that we hold ourselves back as a collective, not you specifically. <laughs> but Oh, I have. I've done it. Too. I've, yeah, too. Yeah. So I'd love to hear too, how do you feel in terms of creating the buzz effect? Like I love Mm -hmm. that title, creating the buzz effect. How can you leverage your show to do more of that? So one of the things I love about podcasting is it's, there's so many different things you can do to capture that audio and then to share that audio. And so I've worked with some people over the years who did start a show of some kind, but they're like, no one's watching it. I'm not really getting any (laughs) listens. And, you know, they're feeling kind of frustrated by it. And so what we would do is put the buzz effect into place. And so the buzz effect is, there's a couple of different ways you can create it. One is getting guest spots, but I'm going to focus on the podcast side of it today. And that is to get your listeners to buzz about you and get your podcast episodes in front of as many potential listeners as possible. So one way to do that is to leverage that podcast episode and create different formats of how people can consume it. So one of the things we do is we automatically populate YouTube with every episode that goes live. So that is a very powerful search engine. There are so many people searching on YouTube and they definitely like video. Mm -hmm. So we automatically populate every episode there. So now we're creating another environment where people can go looking for us and we're positioning my show, my guest and me as an authority on YouTube. So that's one thing. Another way you can create buzz is taking excerpts of your episode and creating these little mini videos. They're called GIFs. There's a lot of different tools. I use a tool called Audiogram. And you can actually start creating buzz because video is one of the most shared social media posts on, you know, in the space right now. So stagnant posts is like an image is great, but if you have a video of it, it gets shared more often. And people, and you, if you do the transcription, people will read the words of the video instead of having to listen to it. And so it just creates another way to create buzz around 
one of the golden nuggets that comes out of your show. Pull quotes out. We'll, you know, I always create an image of each one that gets, you know, showcased in all our different social medias. So think, how can we find seven to 10 different ways to showcase that episode? Now, that might start to feel a little overwhelming. If that does, just pick one. Pick the automation. Find ways to just pull pull automatically with technology. There's so many different things you can do. Automatically populate other social media platforms with your show. Now, there's other things you can do, and I'm not doing this right now, but you can even go to the front end of it, and you can create live video when you're recording your episodes with your guests and share that. You can go into Facebook Live while you're creating your episode, and so that creates a whole nother level of stickiness, and we have a friend, Adam Scheibel. Did I say that right, Debbie? Shively? Chively, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Million Pound Mission. We'll give him a little shout out here. Hi, Adam. But <laughs> yeah. well, he was sharing some really great techniques of just, you know, getting a whole bunch of devices and going live on all these different platforms all at the same time just to create some major buzz. And so what I would want you to think about, whether you're doing this for your podcast or for any kind of content you're creating, is how can you create little snippets of this amazing content and get it buzzing out there and incentivize, inspire people to share it. Okay. So, cause the buzz happens when you get other people to share it. Absolutely. And I'm curious, uh, just for the people that want to put stuff on YouTube, are you using repurpose for that? I am. Awesome. So repurpose, basically you guys will just make an automated video for you. It like does it from your RSS feed from your show it's fantastic. So that's another easy way, like Melanie's talking about, to create that buzz effect. I love that. I'm curious, do you find that most of your visibility comes more on your podcast side of it, like inside of, say, your media host where you're tracking your stats? Or do you find that social media also kind of gives it a boost? How are you finding those pieces kind of playing together? You know, honestly, we do really not track the podcast piece of it as well as we could. Mm there's probably room for improvement there. What I find is, because when people come on board in my company, we always ask them, how'd you find us? And most of the time when they come from the podcast, they'll say, oh, I've been listening to your podcast, or I was searching on Google (laughs) for a business coach and, and, you know, your name popped up on this video or, you know, it's like they find me through because, and I'm really sad that Google Plus shut down because that was actually my little secret weapon for creating buzz, but we can't talk oh, about that anymore. <laughs> darn. Now we have to use YouTube as that, uh, that search engine. But, you know, a lot of times people are actually searching for the very things you're doing your podcast episodes on. And if you're doing these little search engine hacks, they'll find you on Google. And so that's what we find works really, really well. Mm. And honestly, it's just the, my other secret weapon, and as crazy as it sounds, is Twitter. I get really good traction with my episodes on Twitter. Fascinating. So are you, when you're putting them to Twitter, are there the the little um, audiogram pieces or wh- what are you finding that you're putting up on Twitter that maybe has the most it traction? Helps. Okay. Yeah. So here's what we do on Twitter. Now I have to say with full transparency, I stepped into Twitter really early on. So we built a pretty great, you know, we have about 24,000, I think it is right now followers awesome. there and it's growing all the time. But what works for us is we... We use uh, Recur Post, which is an automation to load up episodes and create different variations of it. So we'll post the audiogram and we'll post the direct post to my show page. So mm-hmm. I don't actually send traffic right to iTunes because I find that if people don't use that, then they're confused. So we send them to iTunes, or sorry, our show page, 
which then gives them all the different platforms that we syndicate to, and they can choose which place they want to listen, or they can just listen right on the show page if they want. That's great. And you're so good. I was listening to some of your stuff on Alexa, which was fun. I was like, play Amplify Your Success with Melanie Benson (laughs) on uh, on Alexa. And what I was finding is that you have different lead magnets, it sounds like, like different ways of bringing them offline into a place to to come and join you in your tribe. Is that something that you've made a practice or how how are you generating that uh, buzz? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And you know, what's really funny when you started using that A word, which I'm not going to say out loud. Oh, your Alexa went off. Um, she started I... talking to me in the background. <laughs> hi, hi, A word. She's, so <laughs> She's listening to our episode so, with us. <laughs> Technology. Um, I found that one of the things that's missing, and again, this goes back to mindset and that cloak of invisibility. And you know, a lot of people have a fear of putting themselves out there and they're concerned that they're going to be over salesy or <laughs> look, <laughs> if you're putting all of this into a free resource, you have to get paid somehow. And there's different ways to get paid. Obviously you can get paid sponsors, but a simple thing you can do is create your own little mini ads, showcase one of your products or showcase one of your lead magnets. So I rotate through three or four of them and we just kind of test to see what people respond to. And I'll either weave it into the message of the podcast and share it as a resource if if it feels appropriate and like it's really going to serve my audience. And sometimes I'll just outright do an ad like, hey, I want to showcase this resource today. Here's what it does for you. Here's how to get it. And my, I think my best performing lead magnet has to do, there's two of them, but one has to do with, we call it creating your revenue rush. And it's just a totally free download. It's a one page, super simple. And by the way, those work really well. And the other is a free training we offer called the Own Your Bold Challenge. So, and that's about like really stepping up into your authority and really, you know, taking some bold leaps in your business. And those two seem to be our best performing, but we've tested others along the way. So how, what is your process? I'm curious, cause you're really good at that. How do you determine a, what lead magnet to create? Is there a process you go through and then B, like once you actually have it, how do you utilize it when the people come over to join you in your community and your tribe? Mm, ooh, we could almost do a whole call just on I, this. Right? I know we probably could. <laughs> just, I guess just highlights, but, but yeah, you're so good at this stuff. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Sure. It's funny. I'm actually doing it. I, I did pick up video again and we started a new video series called Profit Amplifier Secrets. And this is exactly what I'm going to be talking about this week, because I think that what to do with lead magnets is really confusing for people. Mm -hmm. There's this whole focus on free content, but if you're giving everything away for free, but you don't really have a system around it, it's just a lot of work for nothing. So let me just clarify the question. Are you asking me, how do I decide what freebie to create or which one to put in the podcast or both? Yeah. So, um, so both. (laughs) (laughs) Those are great questions. Okay. Yes. So the way we create free content, and this is what we do with every client as well, is we literally figure out who do they want to attract and what offer do they want to sell? And what is a pain point that that ideal client has that they're searching for an answer to? And that's how we create free content. So, you know, for instance, we'll just unpack my Your Revenue Rush for a minute. Perfect. One of my toolkits is called Profit Explosion Toolkit. And it's, I take people through how to plan for and create consistent, profitable cash flow in their business. 
But if I was just to say, hey, come get my profit explosion toolkit, it's 200 bucks, it's the best deal right now, <laughs> people are jumping right on that. But the freebie for that is how to create a revenue rush in their business. And so I give them 10 very simple strategies they could take action on right away. And then once they get that free resource, and again, this is totally ties into authority building because you're positioning yourself as the authority in this particular area of expertise. You now send them a series of emails with like kind of helping them unpack how they're going to use that in their business. So we'll give them a couple more tips and then we'll say, hey, look, why are you having a cash flow problem in the first place? What if you didn't have cash flow problems because you were working a plan and you knew exactly how to create predictable income? Here's my tool that will help you solve that cash flow dip problem forever. And so then we're building messaging into the offering. And that's really called a customer journey or a customer funnel. And then that would guide them to other steps like booking a strategy session with me. And that's how we move people through it. And there's some other things we do too. Like sometimes we'll give people an instant what's called a tripwire, an instant opportunity to get something at a significant discount. And I would say about 40 to 50% of the people that go through uh, those steps will take advantage of that. And then that tells me that someone who's really interested in, in taking you know, their business to a whole new level. So we call them like our, our super clients because we know they're ready for big results fast. Beautiful. I love that. And is your tripwire like- So that was the five-minute class. It's actually much more deep. Oh, is it? Okay. Right, but- <laughs> Yeah. So if you want to learn more, you should definitely check out her podcast, <laughs> Amplify Your Success. Uh, Melanie's amazing. But would your for your tripwire, is that like the $7 to $47 yeah. thing? Yeah. Somewhere in there? Okay. Curious. Okay. So for that, so how many do you put up? Like, do you just do like one and you repeat it? Or do you find that you create multiple bumpers with different opt-ins? I heard a couple and just a couple yeah. episodes. So I'm curious, like, and how do you schedule that into your, you know, your timeline. So you have time to create all that. I mean, most right. of us are creators. Okay. Great question. Okay. So I'm very much about reverse engineering the success I want. So if I, if I know we're having a launch or we're going to be focusing on a certain product, we will integrate those freebies that take people into that particular kind of like that particular solution for, you know, four to six weeks leading up to that offer going live. Mm. Now, that requires a little bit more foresight, right? <laughs> Not everybody's looking <laughs> at their business down the road. I know a lot of people kind of work in 30-day chunks. And so it kind of like inspires us to up our game a little bit and say, so where do I want my audience to go? What I recommend if you're just getting started is pick one. Just do one. Uh, you know, I know it's hard for a lot of people to just pick one. It's like just do one thing. But when you create a lot of different entry points, it can get overwhelming to manage it all. I have a friend and colleague who she's got about 25 different, slightly different entry points, but I know they're all going through the same steps after they take that first step with her. Mm. I think that's a lot. It's a lot to manage. So pick one, maybe, maybe two or three and rotate through them. Now, all my stuff kind of ends up at the same place. Money mindset, taking bold action positioning yourself as the authority and leader in your space. So it doesn't matter where you start, you're going to end up at that same, you know, final step to take with me. But if you have a lot of different things going on, I would kind of challenge you like to really look at how do you simplify and streamline the path you're giving your potential clients to take with you. 
That's so important. I love that. I really love it. You're saying to kind of keep it simple. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing. Let's take it back to authority positioning for a minute. Mm -hmm. I know many of us, we have so many hidden talents, right? We have so many gifts to go. We get so excited about so many different things. Oh, I could do that too. Mm -hmm. Really, when you boil down (laughs) to it, if you look at it through the eyes of your potential client and the community that you're rising as a leader in, if you're going in a lot of different directions, are you positioning yourself as the authority? Or are you positioning yourself as a someone with a lot of talents and then they don't really know how to use you? Mm-hmm. And one of the, I think, the secrets to really positioning yourself with influence and authority is to like dominate one main thing. You might have a few little tangential pieces. Like I really dominated the get out of overwhelm in the beginning. And then one of the tricks to getting out of overwhelm was build a dream team to help you pull that off. So my first 10 years in business, those were my two main things I did. And I, everything was around those two paths. You're, you're either overwhelmed and you need my coaching to prioritize or you need a team to help you get more done. And that really served me well in the beginning. And then later as you evolve, you can always bring in those other talents, right? Exactly. Or shift gears, which is what I did. I shifted gears kind of away from that as my main thing to, hey, let's really focus on the, you know, how to position yourself as an authority and a leader. And then all those pieces are part of the strategy to propel yourself to new levels of success and impact. Beautiful. I love that. And you're so good at that. So, <laughs> so for me, when I make my little opt-ins or, you know, we'll call them lead magnets or freemiums or whatever you want to call them, I think about a lot of times, well, where was I when I started, right? If I'm whoever it was, and I kind of think about what would I have needed and or I will survey people that I work with already and ask them what they need. What do you suggest in terms of like, picking the perfect lead magnet title? I mean, it's something similar or do you have a different tact for that? Okay. So titles for myself are a lot trickier than titles for my clients. I don't know why it is, but I can work with a client and nail it. But you know, when I get it, it's almost like I I get in my own way, right? I'm like Mm -hmm. the bloated nothingness of my own. (laughs) 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 But what I think is the trick to it, and I love that you're talking to your clients is this is exactly what I do is I literally will have conversations with clients or prospects and they will be explaining what's wrong for them. And the words they're using are the clues to what you name and what you deliver. Because another little mistake I see that happens that kind of messes up your authority is you create products for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You get very excited about something you've learned and then you get fall in love with it and it's your baby. And then like, this is the language you use and this is how you see it. And then you create it in your own mind and brand it that way. But if it's not the language and the wording and the exact way your potential client is experiencing this problem, they it literally becomes invisible to them. They can't see it because it's not using the message that they think about it in. And so what you have to do is you ha- have those conversations, listen to the words, get in the mind of that person who's your ideal client and is searching for a solution. So don't let yourself get confused by the people who have the problem that you don't want to work with. You know, because a lot of people have the problem, but you probably don't want to work with them because they're never going to pay for the level of, you know, investment that you want to charge for it. So I second that. And I just think, listen, That's oh, the other thing you can do, another little hack is now this is, this is touchy because you don't want to steal people's ideas, but 
go online and Google what is coming up in the top 10 Google searches around that subject. Mm, And pay attention to what Google is putting at the top because that's what people are looking for when they're Googling for these solutions. So what you're making me think is my podcast studio recommendations guide that I'm sharing at the end of this. If you're listening and you would ask for that differently (laughs) in the comment section (laughs) for this episode, feel free to let me know how you might ask for that. So uh, yeah, or anything that you might want to know about podcasting, I would love to hear from you specifically in your language, what you would like as resources if you're willing to share, because that would be really helpful. So That's a great ask. Yeah. (laughs) So please answer. Yeah, tell us what's on your mind. You know, what's the challenge you're having around getting your podcast off the ground? And if you're looking for podcast resources, you know, how would you put that into Google? Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's help Debbie get better at naming her stuff. Although that's already a great name. I wouldn't say that's a bad name. It's my name though. I didn't ask. So maybe it's, you know, maybe you guys asked for something else. But yeah, I'd love to know what you're looking for, what you need, which what would support you on your podcasting journey. So please, um, you can either email my team at supportedeviadea.com and just write, this is what I need a pop, this is what I need, then I'll know that's what that is. And or leave a comment. I would love that. Thank you for that. And Melanie, you know, I could talk to you all day and I I typically do. (laughs) (laughs) And all night. (laughs) And all night. (laughs) We have these great conversations. And I know that kind of bumping up against our time a little bit here. So I want to just ask you, like, if you could leave the listener with one piece of advice on their podcasting journey. And maybe you could break it down for someone who's new to podcasting and someone that that is kind of accelerating their podcast Mm. or their brand. What would that be? Mm. Okay. So let's talk to you if you are new to this and maybe you're thinking about having a podcast, but you're having a hard time pulling the trigger. And what I notice at this stage is oftentimes people are feeling unsure about what to call it and what to talk about. And so you just have a lot of confusion. I would highly recommend you take a podcasting course. Debbie has got an amazing one that I would recommend. And get support to get out of your head and into action. You're never going to see the magic in the thinking about it. You only see the magic when it's off the ground. And check your fears at the door. Like whenever you take a new step and you're getting out your comfort zone, you're doing something new, you are going to feel fear. That doesn't mean stop. It means get help to do it better than you would do on your own. So that's the big thing. Like don't keep thinking about it, do it. And as you heard from my experience, you can always course correct if it's not hitting the nail on the head. And then for our, you know, our people who are already in motion, if you've already got a podcast, but maybe it's not feeling connected, right? Like you're doing, and I hear this from tons of podcasters. It's like, I'm podcasting every week or five times a week or whatever it is. I'm not getting clients. You have to figure out how to move someone from that listening space to an action space. So do you have a good call to action? Are you really establishing your authority and credibility or are you showcasing other people so much that you're not necessarily establishing your own credibility? So that's one of the things that if you interview other people, how are you going to really keep your authority and your leadership at the forefront of the listener's mind? And it's interesting, Debbie, because most of the people that come on my podcast, they get a lot of clients from those episodes. They're like, (laughs) oh, got another client this week. So I do a great job of showcasing that. And I also keep my own authority because I intertwine my own episodes, my own teaching inside those episodes. So I integrate both. 
That's such an important point. Yeah. So that's what I would say is, and don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to listen to that voice that's saying like, there's a way to make this more aligned. There's a way to really kind of up the ante and take things up a notch. And it might be a bold move to rebrand your business. It might be a bold move to rebrand your podcast or to even get it off the ground. But if you let the fear win, then you will always be smaller than you want to be. You won't have that impact. The income won't follow. But when you follow that, I say chase the spark, follow the spark, get some help to sort it out if you need to. But let the spark help you get that courage to take big, bold leaps. Mm, I love that. Spark into a blaze. A blaze of, what do we say? (laughs) Into a buzz effect where it just buzzes. Yeah. And just to kind of wrap that back through, Mm. the idea of the buzz effect is getting other people raving about your episodes, your podcast, your work. And so they're becoming your best marketing strategy and it's free, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're creating the buzz for you. It's one of the elements of authority positioning and, and influence is when other people are raving about you and you don't have to do so much of it yourself. I love it. Yeah. It's such a great point. Such a great point. So if the podcaster listening in would like, or podcaster in the making, depending upon where you're at, would like to get more of you and your work and your show, where would you send them? Well, you can always um, connect with me at MelanieBenson.com. And I would love to extend an invitation to join my free Own Your Bold Challenge. So the whole process of owning your bold is really figuring out what do you need to step up? What do you need to take a bold move around, set a bold goal around to get your business and your impact to that next level? Really like step into that authority position. And so if you go to ownyourboldchallenge.com, it's a five-day process. It's really, really awesome. People get so much out. It's like basically I'm coaching you for free for five days. (laughs) And, you know, the end result is you'll have clarity of what next step to take to, to really go from good to amazing in your results. Yeah. And just so you guys know, I'm, I've had the benefit of being around Melanie and watching what she does and, and actually being the receiver on the receiving end at times when I've had challenges that I've brought to her. She's such a good coach and she's really good at helping to accelerate and magnify that part of you that's ready to own its bold, that's ready to step into the next amplification of who you are. So I would highly encourage you to do her challenge. And also, I know I'm going to get this question <laughs> that often that you had <laughs> for the revenue piece. Oh, is, sure. I know that's probably going to show up. Is Can you share? Do you have a link that you of could share me go to get that? Yeah, yourrevenuerush.com. And it's the 10 most effective ways to create a big burst of cash flow into your business in the next 30 days. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for being on the show today. It is always delightful to get time with you. I just love and adore you. And I love and adore what you're up to in the world. It's very inspiring. And I just am enjoying watching your trajectory too. Thank you. Right back at you, sister. And um, (laughs) I'm really excited about this podcast. I think this is going to be an awesome space to come learn and grow with what other people are doing in the podcasting space. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you on anything you want to share around what you're needing, what you're wanting to create, maybe even sharing some of your wins in podcasting. You know, if you want to put some of that down, we'd love to hear from you. So 
go to the comment section on this episode. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. So hopefully you've downloaded this episode and you've rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the show. We're wanting to share the episodes with you as they're released. And buzz it. And buzz it. Yeah. (laughs) Buzz, buzz. (laughs) Anyway, thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and set up for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use <laughs> to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.